Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of Boss Bitch Podcast. No, we have a very, very exciting episode. Yes. We talked to uh, Lindsay Barrow and Jen Curran. Two, two-thirds of the founders of The Ruby. Uh-huh, a new theater. In um, Los Angeles. That's right, and it's all-inclusive feminist business and theater and, and training we, center. We, are, it, we had such a lovely conversation and are so excited for this theater to be in Los Angeles and feminist and all the great stuff that we've been geeking out on. Yeah, I don't think there's been anything like this quite before. And I yeah. I'd be hesitant to say that, but it's really exciting and it's going to get you inspired, I promise. Yes. <laughs> you guys are starting the theater that I wish existed when I first moved to Los Angeles, God for damn. sure. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Um, but it's here now. It's here now and that's what's important mm-hmm. and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will definitely talk at, about that ad nauseum. Well, mm-hmm. I don't at length. Yeah, yeah. Well, we want you to get nauseous. No, we, want we definitely not. Make you sick <laughs> of how much we'll talk about this thing. Are you ready? Um, but let's start like with your background, to, both of your backgrounds. Yeah, and uh, get a little little history, a little landscape. Absolutely. Before we get there. Great. So whoever wants to. Start. Jen, you go first. Oh God. <laughs> um, my background. God. Oh, there it goes. I just got sound into my microphone. Worse than ever. Um, Oh, God. I was just saying to a friend of ours the other day, when people ask what you do, I -hmm. always go, what do I do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's such a terrible, uncomfortable thing to, like, talk about for some awful reason. Um, I guess my background is that I went to school to be an actor. I went to college in New York um, with one of the co-founders of this place, Randy. We were in college together. And then graduated, started doing comedy after college uh, in New York City and did that for about 10 years, lived in New York for 15 years, comedy for Mm -hmm. the last 10 or And were you doing improv, stand-up, all of the above? Mm -hmm. Improv and sketch mostly. Awesome. Um, And then occasional daydreaming about stand-up. Mm-hmm. Taking a class, being forced to, you know, yeah, get up there absolutely. alone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I moved here about five years ago, met Lindsay soon after that, um, hated her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. And it's scandalous. Still holds true. We don't mm-hmm. like each other. Uh-oh. <laughs> Tell us about The best it. business partnerships we hear are people that hate each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You got to keep those enemies close. Yeah. You know, I'm for sure. Start an LLC with one. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. It's like a marriage. Basically, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, started teaching here and being involved when Lindsay was helming the Nerdist School, um, doing a lot of the AD stuff, and then very soon after that, being the official AD, and then uh, a couple years passed and. Um, we had some crazy stuff go down here that felt like we needed to really make a shift and a change. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of took over being in charge, not from Lindsay, from uh, Ptolemy Slocum, of some of the big picture stuff we were doing. And those moments and conversations and that staff led us to decide to start this new business together. Seemed to be the best, smartest thing we could do. And I really admire and respect Lindsay and Randy so much. So... Uh, now we're partners. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. Amazing. So you guys met here. Um, mm-hmm. And Lindsay, what's your background? Um, my background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, doing good. Spotlight doing shift good. onto oh, yeah. you. Yeah. <clears throat> Tell us uh, everything. <laughs> I, uh, um, I grew up in a small town. On a on a farm, people don't know this about me a lot of the times, and so I'll t- say that that's a little secret. Um, and uh, went to school and got my degree in psychology and anthropology. Oh wow! Nothing mm. to do with acting or comedy because 
it was a small town in the middle of Missouri. It was not something I could do. That was not mm-hmm. something you did. Mm-hmm. So uh, it wasn't feasible. So instead, I went to school and wasted a lot of money on degrees I haven't ever used. I which, that. Not true. Which, <laughs> uh, yes. Not true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I do kind of use them. <laughs> I was going to say, say, I feel like comedy is innately, you know, based in psychology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got my master's in guidance counseling. Wow. Yes. So I Can really... you give me some tips? Yeah, we will. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I should not. <laughs> <laughs> they revoked her license. Why I'm in comedy. <laughs> um, yeah. And so uh, I moved to Chicago, didn't do comedy there, moved back, went to grad school <laughs> in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. And um, and then was like, I found improv when I was there, uh, and I was like, oh, I really like this, and I seem to be very good at it. Mm. And uh, <laughs> then me and my partner Rick moved here. My writing partner, not my life partner, um, came to <laughs> LA and did UCB. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the second day I had moved here, I was in UCB classes. Mm-hmm. As I was like, I want to get started. And got an internship there, and then I was on a team, and I did house managing and stuff over there. So I had a lot of experience working in a theater um, and working around theater people. Mm-hmm. And uh, then heard about Nerdist starting, and I was like, oh, this is a kind of an interesting thing to get on the ground floor of something. And it's been really beneficial to me to get in on the ground floor because I was in the very first class, and now I'm uh, – owner of the business so mm-hmm. <laughs> really really, really work your way out <laughs> really. literally there's no other definition of working work. yeah no. yeah that's it it's like not even male clerk i was a student yeah. <laughs> exactly. you paid to be yeah there. exactly yeah, not a yeah. you to run nope. shit nope uh yeah and so <laughs> after my classes were done with ptolemy was the teacher and he we started doing shows and I was like, hey, man, you got to get a house manager in here. You got to get this and this. And he was like, well, you seem to know a lot about it. Why don't you take care of it? And I was like, OK. And I didn't. And he was like, what do you want to get paid? And I was like, no, no, because I'm an idiot. <gasps> no, 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 take that money. No I don't want to get paid for me. please. <laughs> I think it's because I just left my job at UCB and I felt guilty because I left there and was like, I don't need to do this anymore. I've got commercial work that's coming in and mm. I just don't want to do it anymore. And so I left there. The next week, I was telling Ptolemy, oh, you need to get a house manager and you need to do this and this. And he was like, so mm, funny. Yeah. Damn. And I was like, no, don't pay me money. Then I've left one job for this job. And that, <laughs> and, and, and I didn't want that job. Yeah, yeah. They'll know that I cheated on them <laughs> in some way. <laughs> you can't help, right. your, help yourself. You're a house manager yeah. in your no. heart. In my yes. heart. In my heart. <laughs> house manager this room. The yeah. universe is like, Please. no. Please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, then yeah, worked worked with Ptolemy pretty closely, and then was like, you know, small staff. So we did everything, um, AD to like managing the interns to everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then uh, left and was still around doing community stuff. And uh, Jen was like, "Hey, we want you to come back," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I guess so. I'll do it. That's exactly how the conversation yeah. went. It's very short. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I did. And then, yeah, so we've had a crazy past few months. I don't even know. I don't know. Like, when I look at the date, I'm like, it's April. I'm like, how did that happen? It was just January. Because mm-hmm. so much stuff has been happening. Um, when did you know that the, the Nerdist school was going to shift and be rebranded as the Ruby? It's actually something we've been planning to do um, since I took over 
from Ptolemy, and Ptolemy mm-hmm. and I were sort of doing, being in charge in a co sense, but he was kind of doing more. He's on Westworld, so he was doing mm-hmm. shooting, and I was mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, it was something we had started talking about in in August, September, which is when I started taking over for him, that we wanted to move in that direction. Mm-hmm. We talked about rebranding. We talked about changing the name. We knew mm-hmm. that a lot of people didn't like that we were called a school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also didn't feel like it necessarily represented exactly what we were doing. And as we kept building toward that, it just kept taking on a greater life of its own. Well, if we're going to do this, we should also do this. And we really wanted to push this notion of something for women, something for people of color, because that's a, a you know, a cave we were crawling out of is that mm-hmm. we didn't feel we were supported enough in that way. Absolutely. So we really wanted to stake a claim on doing that. And then we started to talk more and more to Nerdist about it. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like they were starting to shift away from other assets in town that they had as well. So mm-hmm. Nerd Mountain the Back and, you know, Chris Hardwick's podcast got rebranded to something that's his own thing, even though he was the original Nerdist. Right. And so it was just started to be in talks with them about that, that it became really clear to us that we could actually do this on our own. And it was funny, the some of those early conversations felt really relieving because we thought we were going to have to get, you know, lawyers at Legendary to agree to the Ruby. Right. And that we were going to have to tell them how that's still masculine and that's yeah. still nerdy. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, but really in our hearts, it was for this feminist thing that we wanted to do. And they knew that was the direction we were going in, but we thought we were going to have to really drag them along with us. And it was sort of this lovely kismet that they agreed to let us go off on our own at the same time that they were letting go of other stuff. It sort of seemed to work out for everybody, which is so rare and strange that that happens, which is how it feels like it was the right thing to do, really. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That part was so, so easy. It was like, oh, oh, we're just going to get to do what we want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and you guys are leaving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, wait, what? I feel yeah. like in comedy, especially as as a woman in comedy, you're so used to being told no. Yeah. That when somebody tells you yes, it's yeah. kind of like, but wait, what are you planning? Yeah. Exactly. Right? What's yeah. the angle? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Run with this before you change your mind. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like there was a. <laughs> there's been a lot of like intense discussions when you own a business together. You have dis- intense discussions, <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, there was one intense discussion. But right before we had it, I don't know if you remember this, Jen, but. I I sent a text to you and Randy that was like, oh, my God, when I introduce you guys now, I'm going to have to I'm going to say this is my business partner. Like and that was that was like three weeks ago. Like that wasn't that long ago. Right. Right. Just like, oh, wow. This is happening. We're this now. Like This is the thing that we are. This label is different. Yeah. Yeah. When we first started daydreaming about this, we thought we would be in the same structure we were in under Nerdist, Mm -hmm. which was someone in charge, someone in doing shows, someone doing classes. And so we've had this amazing thing fall in our lap where we get to rewrite the whole notion of Mm -hmm. it. And everybody has their strengths and the stuff that they're already doing. You know, it's a startup. So I like to say we're building the plane as it's taking off. But... It's um, made it really freeing for us to get to be like, oh, my God, we don't have to fit this in any structure. We can really think outside the box, which is so exciting for us as women because when do you ever really get Absolutely. to do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. So yeah. tell us more about that structure and how you change things and kind of the inner workings of what we're about to see. Oh, God. Should I pull up the to-do list? <laughs> <laughs> we, can't, we wrote a to-do list today that was – 
27 items long? Mm-hmm. No big deal. No. No big deal. No. Just for tomorrow and the next day. Just it? no biggie. Just yeah, all like of sleep, the right? okay. Oh, my God. And I was I woke up on Sunday after the assembly at, like, noon. I was like, oh, uh, okay, I don't have to run somewhere. Yeah. But then I was like, no. In the back of my mind, I was like, no, there are a lot there of things, more things to do. <laughs> like real things. You can't just hide behind this assembly anymore. Yeah. 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 Well, the way we were sort of handling it before we became business owners together is that Lindsay was doing artistic direction, which is shows mm-hmm. and sort of mm-hmm. curating what the space is artistically. Randy was handling classes and I was kind of in charge of all that and just picking up slack and doing personnel stuff and any uh, anything else we needed ideas basically forcing them to do what I told yeah. them to do um, so we've more or less for better and worse maintained some of those um, not roles really but we're we're all still doing that similar stuff mm-hmm. I don't think our personal to-do lists look much different than they did you know eight weeks ago but we're starting to have to shift what that really looks like so mm-hmm. Who's going to do this? Who likes to do that? Who wants right. to do this? Who gotcha. cries when this email comes yeah, in? Right. Um, and I, again, I think that's so exciting for us because one of the things we've really discovered in trying to run a feminist organization, and Lindsay quite brilliantly um, bought a book off the internet, which you can do now. Ooh. Oh, they the sell internet. Yeah, they sell books on the internet. Yeah. Whoa. Huh. Am- Whoa. On Amazon, which I don't know if you remember. It used to be just Amazon? books. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. right. When it was um, Borders, wasn't yes, it? Like exactly. Amazon and Borders Ooh. were. And yeah. now, how, not to digress, but also to digress, um, have you guys seen the brick and mortar Amazon stores that exist no. now? No. It's, it, it's come full circle. It's very Whoa. strange. How so strange. Weird. I know. Yeah. It doesn't make any logical sense to me, but no. at the same time, they're a billion dollar corporation and I'm not. So I no. guess they know what they're doing. Man. As long as they have like a tantric sex section that <laughs> teenagers can go in and like look around in. Yeah. What's I'm happening happy. here? Oh my God. <laughs> this book is specifically from the Women's Center for Creative Work, which is based in Wonderful. Los Angeles. Yeah. It's a great organization, um, and I, I bought it from their website. And I think they also sell them at Other Wild now, too, in Los Angeles, mm, cool. which is a feminist um, store. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Other Wild. Other Wild. Yeah. yeah they ha- they're the ones who came up with the Future is Female shirts. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Whoa. amazing. That's them. That's, oh wow. that's them. That's yeah. them. Uh-huh. That's it. awesome. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. So there you go. You can make all of your money off of a t-shirt. <laughs> By the way, we're selling t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Speaking <laughs> of. Love those shirts. Um, don't go look for them. They're not, They're not. up yet. <laughs> don't look. Everyone, laptops They're going down. to laptops happen. Down. Um, so you bought this book. Yes, it's called a feminist uh, organization's handbook. Cool. And which is so cool to yes. be like, oh my God, let's look at chapter three. What does it say? Oh and God. one of the main things we've learned is that part of this notion of running a feminist organization is constantly reassessing what's working and what's not. Mm-hmm. So if a protocol needs to change because it failed, mm-hmm. change it. Yes. You do not need to be married Don't to your dumbass <laughs> guidelines. And that's something I think we're all uh, trying to do in this small staff is just constantly evaluate how we're working together, if it's working for everyone. Because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to speak for Lindsay, but my experience working at these theaters in the past is that 
what you need and what goes on for you as a person is the last consideration. Right. Um, I worked at the Pit in New York for a long time. And it was oh, the yeah. same feel uh, in terms of like working at the UCB. Great organization. Mm-hmm. Lots of great mm-hmm. things to say about it. But no one cares if you need to go have a baby. No right. one cares if you're sick or if you need to get to an audition. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're a second-class citizen by simply having a job there. Well, yeah. I feel like it's so often theater first and if you don't yeah. respect that, then you can go. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah, just a romantic yeah. notion, too, where it's like you put every th- your art first. Yes. It's like yeah. everything else can fall by the wayside because right. you're an artist and you're contributing this greater thing. But yeah, it's not feminist. Yeah. It's not no, feminist. Not Because women have so much going on. Yeah. You know, we something I read online was that a woman was uh, having an issue trying to figure out how to breastfeed or pump and also mm-hmm. work at a theater. Mm-hmm. And that really bothered me. And so we decided to just turn this into a double duty lactation nursing room and yes. podcast booth. There's a Love little it. fridge if you want to put your breast milk, your formula. Maybe someone will do both. That's my hope, oh, right? Oh my God, the breastfeeding podcast. Yes, lactate. <laughs> um, but you know, like and nursing too. Not everyone can breastfeed. Men have to feed their kids. Mm-hmm. There's so much that goes on, and it's like, why should we have to choose? Yeah. It's insane. Uh, good friends of mine are these women in a group called the Apple Sisters: Rebecca mm-hmm. Johnson, Kimmy oh, yeah. Gatewood, and Sarah mm-hmm. Lowe. Totally amazing, wonderful human beings. And uh, every once in a blue moon, I'll get to do a shoot with them, or I'll get to go be on something that they're working on and this was probably two years ago they all had li- they all each of them had little babies mm-hmm. different ages but they all had infants who were either nursing or needing a bottle or whatever mm-hmm. and we were on set for this really cool um god i can't even remember what the video was about but we were all dressing up um as models in um uh, beauty pageants who were not thin, who didn't necessarily look the part. Maybe mm-hmm. it was like mom models or something. Anyway, we had to take a break and all the husbands come in with these babies to give them to their wives to nurse. Mm-hmm. And I was, this was like before we were talking about feminism again, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, what? Sitting here watching these women who are each only a couple years older than I am, but I've always looked up to and respected in this business stop their shoot to nurse their babies. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this is possible. Right. It's happening. Everyone here is getting paid today. No one is disgusted. Mm -hmm. Husbands came, brought babies, and left with babies. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the future. Yeah. There's no reason it can't happen. You know what I mean? So I think that's like, for us, so much of what we want to do is give each other room to be who we are in this. I mean, that's really important to me, at least. I don't know about Lindsay. Yeah, this New York I, comic. Oh. oh no, go ahead. I I just don't. I don't want anybody to be themselves. So <laughs> she said that be before too, and I didn't know how to no, tell you. Guys. Be, be who I want you to be. <laughs> be who I want for once. Be me. Just be me. Just yeah, be I'm, pretty, I'm doing pretty good at it. So could you use my thought process next time? That would be great. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. So tell us more about like what you envision the theater to be too, like down the road, or maybe even six months from now, a week from now. Whatever you feel, yeah. It's so um, it's so funny. Like we're 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 kind of like Jen said, building this plane, and so it's hard for me. And I'm I'm the one who usually is big picture um, of everybody to be like, okay, well, what does this look like in a year? And I think it's also kind of scary because you because we've removed all of those barriers of like this is what a white guy says comedy is. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, what? What does that look like? And then I'm like, oh, don't look in there. That's a dark corner. Like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, what's going to happen? Um, but I know that we also it's it's fascinating because we've talked about 
how this uh, like when we bought T-shirts for the assembly, and when we bought them, we or when we got them, we got women's sizes. They're all women's shirts. And how concept exactly like (laughs) you go to these events and it's always a dude shirt and Mm -hmm. you have to be like, that's medium, cut the neck. Maybe I can tie it in a way that I won't look like a box. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. They're like so oddly fitting. Mm -hmm. And that that just that section really opened up a whole idea of, oh, we don't have to force ourselves into male structure anymore. We can be who we are. And uh, what that looks like to me, I, I just don't know yet because I, because of this whole time I've been doing comedy, it's been how does how does a dude do comedy? Yes, mm-hmm. be as doodly as you can. Mm-hmm. Yes, don't wear something nice on stage. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Get them to like you fit into their rooms. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The two girls. Like I was gonna say, girl, yeah. 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 yeah, compete yeah. against Torch. your other women around right. you because there's only enough space for a couple of you. Yep. yep. And yeah. Be grateful that you have brown hair and she has blonde. Exactly. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, that's and if a real you're a redhead, yeah. woo, yeah. you're living large. Yeah. <laughs> you're a unicorn. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that that idea is is just so uh, it's so freeing, but also so terrifying. Yeah, right. in a way, yeah. Of like, what is it even? What are we going to be doing? Yeah, something I keep thinking about is being willing to reflect back to the community of intersectional feminists mm-hmm. what people want. Yeah. Um, we've heard from a lot of women who want stand up opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, so can we create that kind of feel and vibe on a certain night? Yeah. Um, we've heard from a lot of people who want different, interesting, weird stuff or want to try out a random show that's been outside the box. Can we, in line with what we have in mind and Lizzie, Lindsay's vision, Lizzie's vision for... <laughs> You're Lizzie now. Uh, Lizzie. Oh, I'm usually Linda. Perfect. <laughs> Whoever you want to be. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> right. Um, but can we, you know, can that all fit in? Because again, I think part of feminism is not just this is what we are and fucking fit into it or not. It's mm-hmm. like, what are you? Yeah. Do you belong here? Yes, you do. We all belong here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also think a lot about how this is probably the first time this has really been done in this way. Yeah. I mean, sure, there have been organizations that are founded on this stuff, and I wouldn't want to say no one else has dared to attempt it. But this is, to me, the first one of these. Mm -hmm. Someone else is going to do this. Someone else could even do it better Mm -hmm. eventually, right? Uh, Someone else might have a totally different take on it 20 years from now, a week from now. Mm -hmm. But we have this great opportunity to do what we think is going to, you know, hit the mark mm-hmm. and we're for sure going to miss the mark. But we, I think both of us and Randy too have this vision of this being just a vibrant, alive, bright, colorful place. Um, I get to coach and direct a lot of the teams here and uh, Lindsay and I both teach and something I always experience watching great improv, especially the great improv that comes out of here, which I find to be so brave and risky and dynamic is that it feels like the stage turns a color. Mm-hmm. It feels like the stage becomes a picture, you know, a movie. And that feel, even though it's impossible to figure out how you get there, um, is what I think we're going for. Mm-hmm. That feel of it just being cool. bright and alive and, like, welcoming, you know, and that you belong here too. Um, because I know sitting and being a young improviser watching on stage, people crushing it, thinking, how do I fit in? Where will I fit in? Mm-hmm. And knowing that I was going to have to work to make sure I fit in. Mm-hmm. And I think we want everyone to feel like they fit in. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's that's wonderful. Yeah. I'm so excited. I <laughs> listening to you guys talk about it. It's I keep getting misty eyed because, like I said, I've lived in Los Angeles for almost uh, it'll be 11 years in May. Yeah. And Rebecca and I met at the IO West. Yeah, and I've been here about the same amount of wow. time. And we were always pitted against. You. Like we were all oh, we were always yeah. in the same callback. It was always like. And it's like so, so unfortunate. It's yeah. so unfortunate, mm-hmm. and I feel like you guys have really, you know, this is this is the time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was such a watershed moment like a year or two ago in the improv mm-hmm. community, especially where the sexism was being called out, and yeah. you know where the abusers who have hidden in you know plain sight for so many years were finally kind of ousted. Mm-hmm. But I do think that, and not to talk shit about any the- one theater or anything, but um, you know, I feel like it was like, yeah, we're making changes. But nothing really felt like it was changing right, that much. Right, right, right. Safe changes. Yes. Exactly. Like yeah, enough that yeah. we don't look like assholes anymore, mm-hmm. but not enough to actually feel inclusive, to feel intersectional yeah. and that yeah. kind of thing. So when it was announced that this was being rebranded in the way that you've rebranded it, mm-hmm. I read the press release and I loved that you said basically just unapologetically, comedy has been a white straight dude thing for years yeah. and we're tired of it. Right. And you should have saw the first draft of that. (laughs) (laughs) I think that line was in the first draft. Yeah, it was. That line was in there, but there was also like, we're taking down like all the white dudes. Like it just got like really. (laughs) Sorry, white dudes. You are very welcome here. This is inclusive. We're not mad. (laughs) (laughs) We're not angry. We're not angry. No, no. Um, I, you know, there's not, I'm not really going anywhere with it. Aside from just saying thank you for doing what you're doing. It really is. an evolution and it feels like you guys are the forefront of that oh thank you thank you you so much Um, that being said i would love to hear um hopefully there's nothing to be said but any dissent or any criticism Ooh. oh man i love chaos i could talk about this all day (laughs) yeah you know well you're never gonna do it perfect Mm -hmm. and there's a lot (laughs) there's i think jen you've talked about this to me anyway about how uh, you open yourself up to say you're including everybody then it's immediately people are gonna be like but you're not including me to this extent that I would like you to. Mm-hmm. That's that uh, happened right away. And also, we had some some of our uh, some some sad white guys. We call them sad white guys. Uh, <laughs> that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. Just sip it on some white boy tears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've been like, "Whoa, you don't want to say that you're this because you know all the other theaters will be offended." And it's like, "What are you?" What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, it's so funny. It's like, where were you when we were offended? Exactly. Right, right, right. right. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, the, you know, the notion of, oh, let's quote unquote create change, but mm-hmm. really we're not making measures is still kind of a nod to protect the predators. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's Absolutely. exactly what it yeah. is. The so I think that print. sad white boy thing of like, well, don't don't make any claims is mm-hmm. like, oh, so you want to protect yeah. everyone who might be mad. Yeah. Right? And it's like, we've been mad for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just afraid to say it because we yeah. didn't want to offend you and then not be put on a team. Right. Exactly. exactly. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. But I have found that when you, especially um, the men who will talk to you about it, when you talk for more than a moment about it, they almost 
almost always will come back around because it's just simply explaining the perspective. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, okay, I yeah. can get behind that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know? For mm-hmm. sure. Exactly. Yeah, I find at the core, like even talking about feminism in the most broad terms, uh, my Midwestern high school friends, it's like, you agree with it. Like you are not, yeah. you agree with this. You just need to kind of have things explained in a way, like kind of dismantled from what your perce- yes. preconceived notions are of it. Yeah. People yeah. don't like certain words. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just became cool to say feminist, like, after Hillary wasn't elected, I feel like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, after R. he R. called her a nasty woman, everyone yeah. was, like, was like, all right, here yeah. we go. Here we totally. buckle this, up. This is exactly. what we're doing? Yeah. 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 I have some friends from college who I love dearly, and when we come back to visit them, we can, we went back and visited them. My other friend lives in San Francisco. We go back to Kansas City to visit them. They were like, oh, you California mm-hmm. liberals. And I'm like, you got... You guys are liberals. Like yeah. you were voting for Bernie. You, you're liberals. Mm-hmm. Why are we California? But there's this idea. There's still this idea of oh well, you're so liberal, right? Right. It's just because it's so propagated of uh, in that hometown of like oh well, this is you know this is what those feminists are doing. So you're kind of like well, there must be a little truth to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard there's a podcast I listened to with two women who are older. And it's like a mom. I'm not a mom, but for some reason I listen to it. It's a mom podcast. And I really love them and I find them to be, you know, they don't talk a lot about politics, but they seem both to be somewhat liberal, but they're older. Mm -hmm. And one of them said, and this was probably a year ago, something, something, blah, 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 feminazi. Mm. And I was like, girl, Uh, shit. Yeah. So there's that kind of like disconnect sometimes. And even my own mom, who I adore and she is a great feminist and taught me to be this way, Mm -hmm. I'll sometimes have to be like, oh, we don't say that anymore or you can't suggest that about women anymore and she always thanks me for the education and she's learning too and so I find that most of the dissent you can get around if you're direct with people and like look this is the deal blah blah Mm -hmm. blah Um, the actual Nerdist not the Nerdist school but the Nerdist brand tweeted something about us on the day of the assembly um, our big festival that we just Mm -hmm. had our launch party and some people and it was the first time that that community which is you know, its own community of the nerdist world, which right. is probably comic books and other shit that I will offend people if I list it. Um, <laughs> those, those, Some of those people probably had never even thought that this could ever happen. And so this was like the first news of the nerdist school is now this feminist intersectional inclusive yeah. thing. And some people wrote back and I was so surprised by this. Ew, racist. Yeah. Wow. Racist. And yeah. I was like, what? Well, you're like, <laughs> what's something that would offend people? Yeah. Racist. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Someone wrote, like, disgusting. This is anti women. So it may, I was like, oh, you're doing some crazy logic dance. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. It was a sect of the culture that I don't really interact with because we've mostly, we're, Lindsay and I are mostly hearing the positive stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I was like, okay, okay. I, I see there's a dark, deep yeah. cave here yeah wow. one person was like well then i guess i'll never go there again and i was like you were never here yeah <laughs> believe me yeah you've never been here <laughs> don't act like you were i well i'm looking at the tuition right now and i do not see your name anywhere yeah. you yeah. don't live in la yeah exactly. you can continue to boycott it i guess uh-huh. yes. Yes. please continue boycotting the nerd school oh yeah. no yeah. Yeah. um so. something i do want to particularly say is we've gotten so much feedback from people saying thank you for doing this you guys are incredible i saw this commercial the other day with little kids saying like anyone could be a change maker (laughs) and you know i really admire like i've said a billion times Lindsay and randy 
Um, but I don't think we're particularly special or different. This was just something we decided to not give up on doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm also from the Midwest, and it's something that Lindsay and I have in common, and I really adore about her. She's going to be mad that I said this later. She won't even look at me now. Um, <laughs> How dare you be nice and earnest. Yeah. You can use that for whatever you want. <laughs> um, because, you know, the Midwest has, even though there's some backwards things, a great value system mm-hmm. of um, respect and kindness and hard work. Mm-hmm. And so I've only ever met people in L.A. who are from the Midwest who I am like, oh, my God, you're as hard of a worker as I want you mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there are other people who are not Midwestern, but I typically will run into Midwesterners over and over. And Lindsay and I both have um, mothers, and Lindsay's mom has since died, but a wonderful woman, and my mother also a wonderful woman, who are just these constant makers and doers in their communities. Mm -hmm. So just fucking ball busters who are pushing the limit always. And that it's with that that I think we are dogged in this is that we just have these badass moms back at home and in the zeitgeist around us at all times who are, you know, that's why we're doers. That's why we're makers. That's why we're hard workers. And that's why we're just like, fine, let's fucking do it. Because that's how our Midwestern moms are. They're like, put up a fucking sign, get people in here, figure it out. Absolutely. So. Yeah, it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. Sometimes it's it works it works in the opposite way where they're like, why don't you just send him an email? Why don't you just send Steven Spielberg an email? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. With your resume. Like why don't Thanks you just for... do that? Put your picture in. You know, have you emailed SNL? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. You should get on that show. It's very funny. <laughs> email is everyone's success story starts with a good email. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Well, That's right. There are them. those handful of people who are just like, yeah, I wrote an email and then I got this dream job. I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe my mom was right. Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. My mom thinks I'm going to get discovered everywhere I go. Same. Like, you don't know where I hang out. I promise you. <laughs> Our friend Rebecca, uh, who used to work with us and is such a great supporter of the theater and on a team here, Rebecca Edwards, mm-hmm. we had this cool photo booth and we late night took a photo with three different couples and then she's single. She got in the front and made like a I'm single face and all the couples were kissing. <laughs> and we were joking that it was like her new TV show. She put on Instagram, her whole family back home was like, you have a new show on ABC? <laughs> yeah. They is it coming it. this fall? Yeah. It literally said coming this fall in her thing, and they were like, stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I announced it on Instagram. Yes, exactly. <laughs> News starts That's here. That's where you're going <laughs> to yeah. hear about it first. Yes. <laughs> um, so tell. So you had your big kickoff on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, it will have been about a week and a half ago by the time we um, release this. But tell us about it. How did it go? It looked amazing. I unfortunately yeah. had family in town, so I wasn't able to make it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, tell us about the big hurrah. Yes. It was great. Uh, I think it was really successful. Um, one of the big things we wanted to do is, um, our community, uh, from the Nerdist school that we've had has, you know, they've, they've gone through a lot of stuff over the past few years. So they've been, uh, not disenchanted, but just like kind of downtrodden, I would Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. of like, okay, well, what's going to happen next? And I think with IO closing, there's a lot of fear everyone has. So, of like, oh, and nerd mail closing is like, oh, where am I going to go? What yeah. am I going to do? There's a lot of fear around it. And I think one of the big things that was really successful for this was reigniting our community and getting them excited about this place and doing comedy. And that was like that went off like gangbusters. Like yes. that was great. Just watching everyone 
who was on a committee, like take part and take charge and be a leader was great. Mm-hmm. I, I was so moved by that. And um, so that was huge. Jordan, who I think you mentioned, we didn't know we didn't mention Jordan earlier. <laughs> I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, who you mentioned? No, you didn't. Um, he's uh, on a sketch team with me and Jen directs the team. And he was like, I'm going to get balloons made. And just like, was like, I'm going to get this done. And so excited <laughs> about it and watching everybody just like take uh take charge and yeah. responsibility and be here and be so excited was I, I don't know. I've said so excited like 70 times, but <laughs> it was amazing to see that. And then, you know, throughout the day watching we had a couple new teams perform and that was great. They were awesome, so rock solid. And like we we ended up having uh a couple of people from IO come over from that be on those teams and they were so great and everybody's just like, yes, we're in. We had we had um, one of our comedians, uh, two of our comedians didn't show, and uh, that was a uh, not great. But because Essence, which is a black female improv team, I had asked to do this show, they had didn't confirm with me. Blah blah blah. They were just hanging out. We're like, oh well, we'll just hang out. I was like, oh hey, go in, you're in now. <laughs> and they're like, oh great. Okay. And they stepped up and like get to this great big opening of like. We're so excited for this theater inclusivity and like we're in it. They bought shirts and I was like, this is amazing. Like how everybody just kind of stepped into roles and and really shined. So I think it was really successful. Yeah. yeah. It was a blast. We had such a great time. The Ooh. feel was so amazing. Food trucks, the whole deal. And it was so reinvigorating for the community. And the shows were just packed. Yeah. So fun. Even if it was like, you know, a moment that would not have gotten a huge laugh in a normal audience. Just such a supportive, warm mm-hmm. crowd. And just like Lindsay said, the behind the scenes at different points, there was occasional chaos. We had actually had a great day um, behind the scenes. But those moments of occasional chaos were so quickly solved because everyone was all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. And I was just blown away by that generosity and that just level of like, yes, yes, and what can we do? Like, here we are. And that's – you don't have that if you aren't putting that out. Definitely. If you're not doing that top down, people don't reflect that to you. So that, I mean, it's such a testament to me of how hard we've worked over the last six months that people are just pouring in to do that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like when you get married or something and they're like, we're here to help. What can we do? You know? And so it just was so healthy and good, I think, for everybody. And we Mm -hmm. got to sleep in the next day. Oh, man. I hadn't slept in in three months. Slept till noon. Yeah. Randy did not get to sleep in. What yeah. happened to Randy? He had, a, yeah. he had a rehearsal from noon to five, and he and I were here until four o'clock in the morning. Whoa! Dancing, yeah. dancing. Yeah, yeah. We, did, we did some dancing. We did Celebrate. some dancing. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Um, so for the people that want to get involved, yes. What, I have the what same are? Question. Yeah. Hey. Oh my God! It's like we co-host a podcast. I know. So weird. <laughs> um, tell us, like involvement, any any level. You know, whether you're beginning or an improviser who has lost their theater with the closing of I.O. or mm-hmm. want to just move on. Yeah. What would you say? Well, I'm going to let Lindsay talk about that because she just put out a newsletter yeah. where yeah. she talked about a few ways to get involved. But first, I want to yes. say we're going to do something for a very limited time um, where you can skip to our level three if you've graduated another program in the awesome. city. Great. Just for a limited time. Get yeah. people in the door. We have a level three and four that we feel really great about. Um, and then you would be eligible to audition. And that gap of us doing that will eventually close and then we'll do a case-by-case thing where you can let us know, oh, I graduated this, whatever, and we'll evaluate from there. But for a little while, jump to level three if you've graduated any improv program in the city, jump to our level three improv. 
wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. There yeah. you go, people of the city. But well, we also have sketch and acting, and you mm-hmm. should start at level one with those. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah our sketch program is really great, and it's being like re- it's being retooled and um, re-philosophized. And Steph Garcia is working on that with Jen, and I'm very excited for what they're coming up with. And uh, so we have classes online on the slash classes or the rubyla.com. Just go to the website. Um, we have shows on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. So on Sunday nights, it's our house team nights, our improv house team night. And um, those are really fun and they're super cheap. It's five bucks for the whole night. And we have a jam. So if you want to like kind of see what we're about and see who we are, it's a great way to come and, and just hang out with us and see who we are. Um, and let's see. Uh, what was Oh, I we have a private Facebook group community that mm-hmm. you can join you can like us on facebook but also um the private community is great because we'll do like like muriel had a birthday party i think she like posted to the private community like hey everybody come to my birthday and it's, like, <laughs> a lot of people there from that um, so if you're trying to have a birthday go plug it's in great. Yeah. Yeah. it's great it's great for birthdays. Um, but lots of other stuff in there too about where you could volunteer if we need show pitches a last minute thing comes up and Lindsay has yeah. a thing on the ske- empty thing on the schedule she might put it there yeah. that's the ruby L.A. community? Yeah. Is that what it's called? It's a close community, so... Um, you have to request it. You have to request in. So we're not just letting anybody in there. Yeah, that's that's smart. Right. Yeah. Smart, smart. Yeah, the right. Ruby I L.A. I did community. get in, though. Yes. So just as you guys know... I haven't know. tried yet. Ooh. Nice oh, try. I hope you'll accept it. We'll yeah. think about yeah. it. Okay, thank you. I think you. we're, we're kind of full up on Lindsay's. <laughs> but what about Lindsay's with an A? Uh-oh. We have one of those. Oh, we have oh, one. We have one. We I have understand. One. I'll change my name. That's all we're asking. That's fine. It's fine. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think uh, yeah, we're. Uh, I'm starting to kind of put feelers out there for groups getting started of um, uh, community volunteering, and like we want to make sure that we're still doing our part as well as um, having fun and doing improv. So those kinds of things are getting started, getting re-energized and mm-hmm. started again, which is exciting. You can sign up for our newsletter. Yes, awesome. And the jam Lindsay mentioned is Sunday nights at 9.30-ish. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll start a couple minutes after that. Um, but everyone is welcome. All levels are welcome. And it's not a um, 40 people on stage at once. It's they. I think they pull like three to five, and it's a lot of playing time. So cool. it's really yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's Amazing. Super fun. Yeah. Ugh, it's so interesting hearing this and, and now knowing more information from talking to you, too, and comparing it to the I.O. closing and how, like, it's just, like, felt so negative and such a betrayal. Yeah. And this is just, like, the phoenix just, like, rising from the ashes. Right. Yeah. Thank you. A different, yeah. fun transition. Absolutely. Thanks. I know. Um, I think it's about... It's about that time. About that time for that question. That big cue. All right, get ready. So ready. Brace yourself. I embraced this. You're you're braced? I'm braced. Okay. (laughs) Good. Excellent. Um, We asked all of our guests this. um, Just advice for uh, young girls. Um, Any advice? Life advice? Advice specifically to what you do? Or perhaps Um, what you wish you had known um, growing up? You know, it's loosey-goosey, but pretty much the advice that you would give to young girls in the world that we live in now. I have a thought. Go, go, please. Um, As I forward you something I think I didn't successfully send to you. (laughs) Forward your emails, right? never stop working, you guys. We we really don't. We really don't. It's gross. Um, The advice I would give, and this this actually based on this experience, is Mm -hmm. that we are taught to have shame about being women. Mm-hmm. It's learned. You don't you don't come out of the womb with that. Um, I remember learning that as a kid watching Letterman and he, he asked some 
uh, an actress, actually a woman that I loved, Helen Hunt, who was like my whole inspiration for being an actor as a kid. He asked her, how is it to be a woman in the entertainment industry? And I was like, why would he ask her that? Mm -hmm. You know, I was probably eight and I was like, what a weird question. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, as I got older, I'm like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. why he asked you that. Mm -hmm. And I even remember thinking at the time, well, you won't let it be a problem for yourself. Yeah. You'll work mm-hmm. around it, right? So I think it's where it's, and you saw it at the um, March for Our Lives, those young kids, so proud to be yeah. young girls speaking. They're not embarrassed, crying proudly. Yeah. They're not ashamed of that. We are taught to behave that way. So if you're a young woman who has already learned to be ashamed, that's not your fault. And you didn't create that. You're not born ashamed. Uh, you will probably spend the rest of your life working out of that feeling. However, there's so much information in who you really are based on what you were into as a little kid. Mm -hmm. What did you love? What did you do? Who did you boss around? Who did you let boss you around? Everything I'm doing today can be tracked back to what I was into at six with my family, alone at my house, playing with friends. And I think there's so much information about the badass little girls that we are bring that into who you are today Mm -hmm. because you learned at 15 or 16 that this is gross and it's not. And it's also like, this is where we're going. And I've been so inspired by young women. I'm 37. So I'm at the, you know, older end of being a feminist for the millennial crowd. And I learn from young women on the daily, um, to be bold and not be ashamed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, y'all are teaching that to me, so keep teaching it to yourselves. There's nothing to be grossed out by, yeah. you know? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Tracing back. Yes. Yeah, right? That's, yeah. I, I, the resound, no, what's the word? Doesn't matter. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Resonates. Resonates. Thank you. You yeah. got it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> resonates. Just the word resonate. Let it resonate. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, ladies. Um, Gosh, I don't. Uh, gosh, gosh, there's my Midwestern. Golly, golly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think what Jen said was great. Um, I think that if I were to give any advice to anybody from my perspective, it's that um, I think it's that you can fail, and that's okay. Because mm-hmm. I've I've been in this position, and I have done things that have not been great. Um, and by failing in the, in those ways, um, I have learned so much and being okay with failing. I think that like being a feminist inclusive place, like people are going to think that we have it all figured out, like how we should address everyone, how, like what, what, um, what is racist, what isn't racist, what Mm -hmm. is sexist, what is, you know, like we, we don't have a, got a book that we're going off for that. (laughs) We're not experts. (laughs) We're not an expert. Yeah. So I think being okay with messing up when you mess up and just taking a step back and being like, okay, I messed up in this way. How can I fix it? And not being defensive. Uh, just as I think that's just a, a thing feminists in general, but specifically white feminists, should mm-hmm. really embrace. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and probably white feminists in their 30s and up. Is, oh, that's, God. That's so true. Very, yeah. very big, I think. Um, it's hard not, not – to be not not it's hard to be cool when you fuck up yeah yeah you know it's it's just life yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's just life (laughs) that's okay messing up is okay and being okay to mess up is fine and and being okay to make a mistake and understanding that you know you're not putting women back for like 
400 years. Right. You just messed up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. If you yeah. misspell something or you say the wrong word. And mm-hmm, I think right. apologizing and making a change goes such a long way. That's Absolutely. what people want. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. don't care if you mess up. They care how you react. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's my advice. That's yeah. good advice. Great Both advice. Is, yeah. Advice. What advice do you guys give? Has anyone ever asked you? No. No. Uh, Turn it on its head. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've gotten so much good advice too, and I yeah. think like I keep thinking about compiling it all because we've had so many interviews. Oh, and they've all been so nice. great. Yeah. And like yeah. coming from many different places, like personal yeah. and more blanket. So we're we're always so fascinated by what you have to say. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's so great that you guys do this. This oh, is so thank awesome. You. Yeah. 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 Are there um specific episodes you would recommend I go listen to? Yeah. Oh God. What, what are your I, I love um Angela Sanchez's episode yes, personally. Angela is a magician. And a ma- magic historian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. cool. And she's very young. She was homeless for a long time. Wow. Uh, Treasure trove of knowledge. Yeah. She wow. has had such a like a rich life experience about her. She's so knowledgeable. I mm-hmm. love that episode. Um, but well, our first episode, too, is... Yeah, cool. Tracy Wigfield was our first guest. She's oh, my a, God. Yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's great. Um, I mean, all of our guests have always been so interesting in ways mm-hmm. that are unexpected. And I feel yeah. like that's just also goes back to the way that women are usually viewed mm-hmm. is that, oh, well, she's a nurse, so she o- she's only going to talk about nursing her kids or whatever, right. you yeah. know, Absolutely. where it's like every woman I've ever sat down to talk to is multifaceted, has things to say, has mm-hmm. experiences that we can all learn from and build off of. Um, so, yeah, I basically say listen to all the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe. Yeah. Great, great. Oh, um, man. Well, this has been a great episode. Yeah, this has been wonderful. So yeah. We can't wait to see and be involved in the theater. Absolutely. Yes, great. please come around, get involved. We would love to have you. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Yes. Bye. Bye.